This ain't a diss song, but um, yeah, uh-huh, you know what it is, I'm a cheesehead, y'all do the cheese whiz, Pittsburgh Steelers, that's nothing, that Super Bowl ring, that's nothing, yeah. pull up in your town, when you yeah. see me, you know everything, green and yellow, green and yellow, green and yellow, green and yellow, yeah. I put it down, representing for my team, I'm in green and yellow, green and yellow, green and yellow, green and yellow, uh. money green, yellow broad, Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Eric Lyons, and this is episode 124 of Electrified. Ladies and gentlemen, we have made it to divisional round football. The playoffs are heating up. It's cold outside, but the playoffs, they're heating up. They're heating up. Um, We're going to talk divisional f- football, of course. We're going to, uh, I'm not going to recap Every game from Super Wild Card Weekend, I just want to... I'm going to get into the Titans and Ravens game. I'm going to get into that one. And I'll speak briefly on a couple of other things that I saw over the weekend. I want to talk about the rise and fall of the 2020-2021 Pittsburgh Steelers. We got, we got to talk about what went wrong and how it went wrong and when it went wrong and why their season finished the way it did. We're going to get into that talk about i'm going to talk about the browns too and what i saw in that game is the same thing i saw again when they played tennessee we'll get to it um but oh before i get before i get into what we're going to start off with i just want to say make sure you guys go to youtube man electrify tv and tap into the most electrifying play of the week great breakdown it was fun i enjoyed myself it's a fun fun video man i hope you guys enjoy that we'll make sure you do that subscribe all that good stuff make sure you get some merch all that good stuff now we're gonna start off on the serious side of things today we're gonna talk about what happened at the capitol last week and how that relates to colin kaepernick in the world of sports we're also going to talk about the sean watson situation in houston right now so let's get right into it so last week I'm at work, my phone get to buzzing, you know, I'm I'm thinking something funny is happening, you know, I thought it was some funny tweets or something was going on. Then I look and I see people, you know, I follow up local newscasters and, you know, uh, national news. I, I follow the news to a certain extent and I see everybody tweeting, wow, look at this, this is crazy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what's going on? So, I see about it was, it was thousands of people rushing the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. I said, no way. This can't be real. This can't be real. This has to be a joke. No, ma- once, no masks, just vibes. I said, this cannot be a real thing. They're fighting police, like hand, like throwing hands with the cops. I was like, wow, with their Trump flags and stepping on American flags. I'm like, this is crazy. So I put my phone away. I'm like, I'm at work. I'll, I'll see it when I get out. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, this is crazy, but I, I can't right now. About 10 minutes later, I look back at my phone. 
they're at the Capitol doorsteps now. I'm like, no way they get in there. I'm like, are they trying to get in? I, at that point, I don't know what's going on. Another 10 minutes go by. Now, I live in Maryland. If you, if you, I'm pretty sure you guys know that by now. And I was outside looking up at the sky. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I looked up. I saw a black plane. I've never seen a black plane in my life, but I knew it wasn't a normal plane and I knew it wasn't a fighter jet because I've seen I've seen both of those. The the jets the, the planes weren't flying that fast, but they were flying fast enough. I saw one. I saw two. Then I saw three. Then I saw a fourth one. Didn't see him after that. I've never seen four black planes flying like that in my life. I was like, "What was that?" <laughs> What is going on out here, man? So I get off work. I finally get in the house, and now I'm watching CNN. And I'm like, "Yo, they are in the Capitol right now. They have they have breached one of the most secure places in the world. Like it was no like it was nothing. Breached it with no problem. Never in my life have I ever thought I would see something like that. Never. Never in life." Never in life. Last week, hundreds of losers stormed our nation's capital in the name of the biggest loser. That's what they did. They lost. They lost the game. Their side lost. So they decided to act an ass so the whole world can see. They stepped on the American flag. Defecated in the office of politicians, set fires, fought police, and completely terrorized the Capitol. This was an act of terrorism. Those were not protesters, patriots, rioters. They were terrorists. If these people were brown and of a different religion, we would be gearing up for war. For their country. We'll be going to war with whatever country they were representing. Or thought they were representing. If they were black. It would have been. More black deaths. In one one place. Than the Philly bombing. Black Wall Street. All that. They wouldn't even made it to the steps. We know this already. We've watched it all 2020. Black people and, and and people who support black people out there protesting not for losers, but for black death, police brutality, equal rights. That's what they were out there protesting. They weren't out there protesting because their gym was closed. They were out there protesting because they couldn't go get a haircut. It wasn't out there protesting because their favorite bar was shut down and they couldn't go get drunk. They wasn't protesting because a loser lost and incited a terrorist attack. They were protesting because of the wrongful deaths of black lives that we've been seeing for years. That's what they were out there protesting for. And you know what they were answered with? Rubber bullets that took people's eyes out. Literally took their eyesight away from them. Tear gas that choked people to death. Brute force. I watched cops in New York run people over with their cars, dog. I watched that. 
I watched the old man. I think it was in Buffalo. He wasn't doing nothing but standing. Cops pushed him down. He cracked his skull. I watched people get trapped on a hill. They got trapped. Couldn't go anywhere. Officers spraying tear gas and throwing smoke bombs at them. We watched that all year. It was on our phones. It was on our televisions. We saw that. We saw it. Multiple arrests made. It looked like people were getting kidnapped by police. Wrangled them up. Bus full of people in Atlanta. Buses full of people in handcuffs. We saw that all year. I did not see that on January 6th. Nothing close to it. Like a it like goddamn Coachella out there. It looked like Woodstock. It like a hell of a time. Did not see any of the the tear gas. Did anybody even have a bullhorn out there? They didn't even want the National Guard to come. What? I've never, ever, ever, ever seen anything like this outside of Game of Thrones. And I saw on Twitter, on TikTok, this girl that uh, she went there to infiltrate just to record what was really going on. She told a good, a great story of what was happening there that we really didn't know about. When they were climbing up the side of the buildings and stuff, there were steps. They were just doing that to fulfill, to fulfill some weird fantasy of theirs. And they were falling down looking like assholes. I saw that. But 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 the craziest thing to me was when they were fighting the police. I could have swore. <laughs> I could have swore Blue Lives Mattered. I thought that was Blue Lives Mattered, right? That was what it was. Thought I thought that's I thought they liked the police. Obviously not. So what that showed me was these people don't even know what they're fighting for. They have no clue what they were fighting for out there. Some man who was a business tycoon with a history of racism and sexual harassment and sexual misconduct, a reality star who became president of the United States, lost an election and told these people to go to the Capitol. And they did that. I've never seen a cult. Of more dumbasses in my life. I didn't think it was that bad. But obviously it is. And the craziest thing is. I thought. Protests were supposed to be peaceful. I thought. I thought all. If they just protested peacefully. The police wouldn't be doing that. I thought oh they're rioting. They're thugs. They asked for it. Okay. Might throw a brick through a building. Something might catch on fire. But that's just fed up energy that's been building. That's that's normal. Something's going to happen when when, when, when police irritate a situation. We talked about that on uh, Black Friday. That episode. Go back and listen to that. But I don't think. 
ever in my mind. There's some protests in D.C. They were there was a Black Lives Matter protest in D.C. I don't think the thought ever crossed anybody's mind. Yo, let's go storm the Capitol. I don't think anybody ever thought that. But we live in two different Americas, people. We know this already. Because if that was if that was people who looked like me, oh, I wouldn't be here right now if I was storming the Capitol. No, 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 no. So it was funny, but it wasn't funny. It was funny to watch people. You know, tweet live through it. But then I was just like, wow, there are people in there. Like, there are politicians in there. But, like, th- people's lives are at risk right now. This is so unsafe. And, boys, it's funny to watch these people get on the no-fly list. Watch them get arrested. Watch their faces be plastered all over social media for the FBI to, to, to parade around. But there were a lot of politicians and a lot of people who worked in public jobs at the Capitol. That's funny. But once again, I thought protesting was supposed to be peaceful. I, th- I thought that's what, what it was. Now it's insane to me that these same people who are quote unquote taking their country back for no other reason than Trump lost saw a problem with Cap and other black athletes for kneeling for social justice. All we did was take a knee. Didn't, didn't burn anything. Didn't say anything bad. Didn't curse anybody out. Took a knee. That's probably the most non-threatening thing you can do. Is get on your knees. Just one though. All he did was take a knee. He didn't stand up with a black fist. He didn't stand up and, 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 and throw his middle fingers in the air like Stone Cold when, when the anthem was on. He took a freaking knee. That's literally all he did. That's it. But somehow, that's the terroristic act right there. That's the problem. Kaepernick and other athletes taking a knee. We march for justice, equal rights, more rights, the unlawful deaths of our people, not because somebody lost a goddamn race. Do you think I would have been out in the streets burning shit? Oh, excuse me. If, if Biden lost, I promise I would have been okay. I've been right here doing my job, living my life. Come on, dog. Come on. Come on. What the hell are we doing now? It's 2021. This country is at a point where it, it looks like there's no point of return to anything remotely normal. And I'm not talking about the pandemic. But to fully understand this, we got to go back to 2016. Gotta go back to 2016 to fully understand how we really got here. Let's let's go back to 2016. So, I want to look at an article 
from 2016. I believe. Hold on, let me make sure I got the right one. Because there's a couple articles I have ready. We've got the NBC one, and we got the CNN one. I think I'm starting off with the CNN one. Give me a moment. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Starting off with the CNN one, right? So, let me tell you what Kaepernick said. This, these are his words. I'm not anti-America. I love America. I love people. That's why I'm doing this. I want to help make America better. (laughs) The media painted this as I'm anti-America. I'm anti-men and women of the military. That's not the case at all. I realize men and women of the military go out and sacrifice their lives, put themselves in harm's way for my freedom of speech and my freedoms in this country, my freedom to take a seat or take a knee. I have the utmost respect for them. And I think what they what I did was taken out of context and spun a different way. So he told you he loved the country, but it's protesting. Uh, An anthem that has not been for him or his people Told you he was not anti-American But the media and fans alike heard what they wanted to hear Told you not to disrespect the military And had backing from members of the military He did The media Decided to frame Cap as the ultimate villain And it worked Media framing Do your Googles Think of a picture frame for a second Matter of fact, think of a Diddy crop If you don't know what a Diddy crop is It's when Diddy takes a picture with a group of people But he wants to crop it down to just him and somebody else Maybe it's, it's the Diddy crop, it's a whole thing Media framing Take a picture of what you want And leave what's going on around it We can't see that So the media decided To frame Kaepernick as the villain When in reality On the outside He's really not At all At all I think I told a story like this before I've been in Ubers With people who start up a conversation Unprovoked About you know why they boycott the NFL And I'm like fam I do not care I promise I don't care You saw me get in your vehicle I'm a young I'm a young, okay, no, sorry. I'm a young black man Not a proud boy Please talk to yourself While I put my airpods in respectfully I'll never understand how an entire group of people Totally dismissed This man's message And ran with what they wanted What they wanted it to be about They wanted the protest to be evil Disrespectful Anything to give them the goal to call Cap a nigga And you better not say I'm lying Because I'm not They saw the afro, the cornrows, the tats The nose, the skin They wanted to call that man everything in the book That's why they wanted this to be so bad They wanted it 
They wanted because that president, that president didn't didn't help. Did nothing more but add fuel to the fire. Remember that? Remember that? You talking about anybody wants to take a knee, get that son of a bitch off the field? He's fired. You guys remember that? Trump been inciting terrorism for years. Say new. So what happened last week did not surprise me at all. At all. He didn't storm the Capitol. Pepper spray the police. Steal Nancy Pelosi's laptop or her mail. He took a knee. He took a knee. Now. Let's move forward to 2020 last year. Let's talk about Drew Brees. Because there were a lot of athletes, a lot of guys who were thinking like Drew Brees. But they didn't say it like him. They they weren't up front with it. Now, it was only so crazy that it came out of Drew Brees' mouth. Let me tell you why, as a black man, this was surprising to me. Drew Brees plays in New Orleans. Drew Brees has been in New Orleans for since, what, what, 15, 16 years now, right? New Orleans is a melting pot, but it's mostly black, right? It's a melting pot, but black culture, everything is prevalent down there. We know what New Orleans is like. We know what the, the city has been through with Katrina. We, we, we know what's going on, what has happened in, in uh, New Orleans. Now, this is Drew Brees. Drew Brees has been around that. Drew Brees has been around mostly black teammates, right? Drew Brees has been in the locker room dancing with the boys, hitting the hitting the uh, the, mo- the, uh, the chopper style. You know, we've seen Drew Brees dancing at party. I'm mean, like, yeah, Drew, get it, Drew. Then Drew parted out his mouth. Some wild things last year. I said, oh, damn it. Not Drew. So let's take a look. Let's go back to that. Drew Brees addresses players kneeling in 2020. I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag. Do I want to read the entire? Yeah, let me let me. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot all about this. Full answer. I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States or America or our country. Let me just tell. Let me just tell what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the flag or the, of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart looking at the flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, that brings me to tears. Think about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for those throughout the civil rights movement of the 60s and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And everything right now, uh, everything is uh, is every and is everything right now. What the hell he say? And is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. But I still think. What you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over heart, it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together and we can do better and we are all a part of the situation, the solution. Now, let, me, let, me, let me say a few things about that. One, you know something, Drew? I agree with you. I do. I do. 
I too feel a sense of pride and 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 and, and almost tear up and and and, and want to you know stand proud when I hear the national anthem. No, not the Star Spangled Banner. I'm talking about March Madness by Future. Yeah. Yeah. Now, another thing, Drew. See, you guys like to spin the word unity. And and it's always we are all in this together. When no the hell we are not, Drew. We live in two completely different worlds. Not only is you a white man, but a rich white man at that. What are you unif- what are we in unison with, Drew? How does that make us in unison? How are we unified for standing for the flag? What makes us unified? How are we unified? Fam, this ain't high school musical. We ain't all in this together. I promise we not. At all. Hell are you talking about? Bree said, I will never agree with anyone disrespecting the flag. He went from, I will never agree with anyone disrespecting the flag to kneeling with his team overnight to now I get it. It took public outrage, outrage from his peers, shade from 12 to understand racism is real and nobody was uh, nobody was disrespecting his flag or his peepaw. Now folk out here wearing hashtag say her name shirts. That boy Breeze been real adamant about his feelings about uh, kneeling too. Then flipped a uh, flipped a damn switch in two uh, two seconds. Come on, fam. But I bet behind closed doors, man, nothing changed. I don't know. But I tell you what, I do know. I lost a lot of respect. I don't have any respect left for Drew Breeze. You know what? Cool, you did what you did in the game of football Cool, you did that, you got the numbers But outside of that, I can't rock with you I can't, I can't rock with you I can, I know we give people You know, alright They get it now, they grow blah, blah, blah. Drew Brees an old ass man, bro Drew Brees been, been around Black people way too long To just now get it I just think it's funny that all of a sudden In 2021 people just realized that racism Is a thing I think that was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life All of a sudden We need to have a conversation Dog, What conversation needs to be had What conversation What, what, could, what could we possibly Talk about now We've seen this for years the hell are y'all talking about once again all Kaepernick did was take a was take a knee all he did was take a knee that's it mm mm Lord, pray for us, man. Bless us all. Bless us all. So, from there, let's move on to Deshaun Watson versus Houston. The Houston Texans. Man, listen, this situation, I didn't know it was going to boil over and reach its, you know, its, its breaking point this fast, you know, after they gave him the big contract. But, 
I get it though. I I totally understand his frustration, and I have that frustration for him. Let's talk about it. So Deshaun signed a four-year, one hundred fifty-six million dollar contract with twenty with a twenty-seven million dollar signing bonus and one hundred ten point seven million dollars guaranteed. A contract that has no trade clause. How do the how do the uh, Texans not only repay that but also pay for Deshaun Watson's service? Hey Deshaun, here's what we're going to do: we're going to trade your number one generational talent receiver for a bag of chips and a Slurpee. Going to trade him. Okay, that's what they did. Then we're going to go out. We're going to sign Randall Cobb. What? That David Johnson, did he even play the whole season? Help us. Help us. Bro, Deshaun, he he, he would have been in the MVP conversation if his team went 12-4 and four and not 4-12. 4,823 yards, league leading. 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 112.4 QBR. I would have been at the, at them games like, dog, I didn't lose, y'all lost. I won today. I didn't lose, y'all lost. That man put up numbers, and I didn't even know that. He put up numbers. Numbers. He was winning week in and week out. They was losing. And he got a bad joint, so he definitely winning. And he listened to Money Man, so you know he winning. <laughs> but, look, man. Last season, Houston didn't inform Deshaun that D-Hop would be traded. Then this month, they didn't inform him that they intended to hire a GM. Uh, what's that man's name? Some man, I forgot his name, sorry. So after that happens, Watson tweeted, some things never change. Watson met with uh, Texans owner Cal McNair, who didn't take any of his suggestions into consideration, clearly. You know, D- Deshaun came in and gave his opinions about who he think they should talk to. And, and hire but if, you know of course he didn't expect it to go all his way but you know he's supposed to be a star quarterback you know what I mean he, he's the guy you paid all the money to so you would think you would listen to him so Watson obviously he was advocating for Eric Bieniemy, and the Texans didn't listen so now that all of the can of worms are out <laughs> And everybody knows all of their business and his frustration. He ain't answering his phone. They've been calling him. He been chilling with his girl. He ain't worried about y'all. That man been on the gram. I seen him. I like his pictures. Uh, he ain't, well, he not picking up the phone. I would do, when my job called me on my day off. I don't pick up the phone either. So don't surprise me. I, and I don't even. I don't get paid millions. So ain't nothing to talk about. So now. They go try to talk to Eric Bieniemy. Well, dumbasses, it's too late. Now you got to wait for the Kansas City Chiefs to either lose or uh, win the Super Bowl. So here's the thing. Eric Bieniemy has had interviews over this past week. He's had interviews, and apparently he's done very well with them. Why would he want to even talk to y'all now? If... I was him. I wouldn't even. No, I'm good. Because that organization is clearly awful. We all know that. Andre Johnson even told us that on Twitter yesterday. Let's read that tweet. Actually, now that I brought it up. Let's take a look at what he said. 
right here. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I will stand my ground. The Texans organization is known for wasting players' careers since Jack Easterby has walked into the building. Nothing good has happened in slash for the organization. And for some reason, people can't seem to see what's going on. Pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. I really hope Deshaun stands his ground and forces his hand. Like, yo, no, I'm out. I want to go. I want to go. I'm going to go. This man is your star. Multi-million dollar quarterback. And you treat him like a second-class citizen. Hmm. I wonder why. Watson deserves much better, man. And I hope he forces his hand and gets away from that toxic-ass Trump-loving organization. Seriously, man. Seriously. He, He has to get away. He's way too talented to be wasting away in Houston. I would love to see him in Miami. I would. I would love to see him in Miami. I'd like to see him in Pittsburgh. But whatever you do, don't send him to the NFC. Please. Pretty please. We dodged a bullet with the, with the Bears not drafting him. So please, let's watch him from afar. Thanks. Not even the NFC. Not don't 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 bring him to the NFC North either. I don't I don't feel like that. I don't have I don't have the mental capacity to deal with that. So keep him out there in AFC. Thanks. Signed, the Packers fans. But listen, I want the best for Deshaun, man, and if the best is him coming on out here to the NFC. So be it. I could see him in San Francisco. I could. I could see that. That would be light. That would be nice. He would look good in that red too. I would get a jersey. I would definitely get a 49ers Deshaun Watson jersey. I'm not gonna cap. I would. But once again, let's keep him. Out of the NFC. Just a thought. And I don't really like the Texans jerseys unless it's the red ones and they don't even look good like that. But wherever he goes, I'm getting a jersey. I love I love Deshaun Watson. I really hope he gets the hell out of Houston though. So I can cop a jersey. A Miami Deshaun Watson jersey is much tougher than a tour uh Miami jersey. I'm I'm not lying to you. So you go down there with Brian Flores. Ooh. I would like to see it. I would. I would love to see it. I think that's all I had. On the Watson situation. Let's see where we're moving to next. We're moving kind of fast. All right, wild card weekend. Let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about the Ravens game. So, Baltimore, man, they stopped the king. And they did it exactly how I said they had to. Bro, they met him at the line or behind the line of scrimmage every time. They was on him. Bow, bow. Bow, bow. It was nothing soft about those blows they were handing out to the king. It was all physical. They were all thuds. They were thudding shots, bro. They were killing him. They really were. Uh, he only he carried the ball 18 times and only had 40 yards. That's never happened. 40 yards averaging 2.2 yards per carry. That was nuts to watch. After a season like that, that's how you go out. Yeah, they was on him, bro. They was on him. Now, it was a rocky start for Lamar and uh, the boys. But they bounced back and stole the momentum. Momentum is real, man. Momentum is a real thing. And the Ravens took it and ran with it. Um, You know, Lamar, the run game, and that defense, they came up big. They came up big. And then, you know, Marcus Peters gets the uh, game-closing INT. And I told my mom a couple a couple days before the game, I'm like, yo, 
I said, man, they gotta go to the logo. I said, they gotta go to the logo. They gotta, they got to. She was like, yeah, after the after the win. I was like, mm, okay. So I don't know. Then they should do it before the game. Something like that. I said, I just told her they gotta go to the logo. Marcus Peters, crazy tale, caught that INT, and all the Ravens ran to that logo, danced, stomped it out. I said, yeah. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We needed that. I acted a fool. I said, yeah, we needed that. Because they asked for that, man. They asked for that. I don't want to hear about respect. I don't want to hear about respect. I don't. I don't want to hear about the spread. The Titans were acting up in Baltimore last January. And a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, y'all disrespected our field. Y'all disrespected our coach. Malcolm Butler was calling our coach the B word. Vrabel was, was, wasn't, wasn't trying to discipline his boys. And then when they asked him, oh, oh, square head ass Mike Vrabel, when they asked him about the Ravens on the logo, he said, I coached the Titans, not the Ravens. That boy was sick. I don't want to hear nothing about that, man. The, during the game, Malcolm Butler flipped Lamar off. Like, it was a bunch of cool. Like, dog. Ain't no fake love. We're not shaking hands after the game. Yeah. We off the field. We gone. We don't like y'all. We know y'all don't like us. Ain't no fake love. The respect went out the window when y'all disrespected our coach. We have nothing to talk about. I have no reason to walk across the field and give you a hug and risk COVID for this. No, we out. See y'all. Thanks. Appreciate it. Good luck. Like, nah. Don't want to hear that. Oh, most importantly, Lamar showed you all that he can win a football, um, a playoff game, by the way. He got, the, he got that out the way, and he's pissed off. So, good luck, AFC. Good luck. Good luck to the Bills. You will need it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, let's see. I think I want to stay in the AFC side. Let's talk about... Let's talk about the Bills. Because that game was really, really good. That was that was the one of the, the, the better games uh, over the weekend. I enjoyed that game, man. I definitely did. Uh, Phillip showed me something, man. Phillip can still... He can still sling it. He definitely can still play football, man. I was happy to see Phillip go out on the shield like that. It was a good, it was a good game, and and that defense stepped up, man. They, that that Josh Allen fumble doesn't get recovered. I don't know if we're talking about the Bills today, going on to the next round. I don't know. I don't know. That was a good game. That was a good game, but <sighs> the Bills might have some problems this weekend, man. <laughs> They might have some problems this week. I'm going to say that for the end when we get to the division round. I'm just telling you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, staying in the AFC, because we're going to talk about the Steelers and death, but the Browns, man, they came out humming. It looked like, it was like, all right, so I was working on the show, and every time I looked up at my TV, the Browns were scoring a touchdown. That was a wild first half. Now, in the back of my mind, I was thinking about when they were blowing the Titans out and how the Titans had came back all the way within what were like six points and kicked the onside kick in the game. That was all I could think about. And I remembered when I after that game, I told I was like, yo, the Browns, anybody in the AFC, when you play a team, you're up big. You gotta keep the gas, 
You got to keep your foot down because you should be imagining imagining you're playing Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs because they're not going to go away. They're going to keep scoring until they win. That's how they play. No. Okay. What I said might have sounded dumb, but you have to. We know how Patrick Mahomes and their offense can play. They play from behind. It's not a problem for them. It's never over with them. A lot of teams aren't built like that, but they are. They're built to be down 23 and win by 18. Like, what? So, to watch the Browns struggle with putting the Steelers away in that second half showed me that I don't have that much confidence in them this Sunday. They're going to have to show me something. Yo, I loved everything I saw from the offense. They were playing a hell of a game. They That first half was shut out. Defense was picking Ben off. I said, okay, okay. And then they just kept, they just kept kept letting the Steelers score. Got it to two possessions. Got it to 11 points. I'm like, yo, if this is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, you're losing this game. You are. You cannot let them in, man. So you better go up there. And, 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 and try to relax in the first half And not put up 35 points in the first half And save all your gas for the fourth quarter Because you go up 35-0 on the Chiefs 35-10, 35-whatever 35, it was at halftime And you go out there in that second half and BS You going home, man You going home So yeah, that 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 made me a little nervous Going into this weekend if I was a Browns fan I would be a little nervous Definitely be a lot of nervous, honestly Honestly, um, NFC side, I uh, did not watch the Nickelodeon Bears Saints game. I don't. That was a waste of our time. The Bears just went to the playoffs. A waste of our time. I did watch the Rams game. Uh, I, you know, they 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 beat Sierra's husband again. That defense is serious. I don't, I told you guys they had the best defense in football. Nobody listened to me. Now what concerns me is Aaron Donald's injury. Jared Goff's hand, what's going on with him, and, and Cooper Cup's knee heading into this weekend with Green Bay. Uh, you know, but I you know, I don't think that the Aaron Donald thing will be that heavy. But the the Rams, man, this defense, they score points. They score points. They do, they score points. They they score points. Uh yeah, man, the Rams showed out. They showed out. I don't know, man. I don't know about Russ. I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know. I see they fired their offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheim. I did see that that happened. But Seahawks, I don't know, man. They got to get it together. They do. They got to get it together. Um, what else happened? Man, Chase Young. <sighs> this man wanted Brady. When he, now, when he said he wanted Tom, I don't think he finished his sentence. I think he just wanted Tom's jersey. Because apparently that's all he was asking for after the game. That was the first time he had touched Tom all night, by the way. If you guys were wondering, after the, after the game. That was the first time he touched him. Glad he had knee pads on when he went over there. God, man, you should have seen it. Oh, hey, Tom, you, go. you know what I need? I need the rough. Yeah, send me that, please. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. You you was just bucking for Tom last week and then got him and ain't doing a goddamn thing. And now we got to watch the Battle of the Bastards for the third time. Breeze and Brady on the damn History Channel. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. Mm. 
But yeah, man, Super Wildcard Weekend was definitely fun. You know, it was hella games on. It was it was a great day. I enjoyed it. Definitely the where did, oh, I thought I lost my phone. But yeah, man, it was it was good. I enjoyed myself. I definitely enjoyed the games. Now I'm I'm ready for divisional weekend. But before we can get to divisional weekend, before we can move on, we have to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. We have to. We have to. Because what happened, man? What happened? Somebody tell me what happened. I need an answer. So let's look at it. Let's try to find some answers. So the Steelers, they're, they're, the Steelers were 11-0 on top of the world. And all of a sudden, they weren't, basically. 11-0. They were 11-0. They were, looking, they were looking scary. And I was just like, yo, I knew this. I knew they would be back, blah, blah, blah. Ha, ha, ha. Fire Mike Tomlin who? Mike Tomlin hot seat where? Coach of the year, I think so. And then it wasn't it wasn't that so much anymore. <laughs> so look, the social media, their social media antics, they really didn't bother me like that. You know, you know, Chase Claypool was like, you know, losing, never heard of her. I thought that was funny. Um when they beat the Ravens, it was in the locker room, you know, dancing. I'm like, okay, okay. Then the Juju dancing on the logo thing started ticking my nerves. My heart about I had enough. I had about enough of that. Then Thanksgiving came. We all know the Ravens and Steelers. They were supposed to be the nightcap. They were supposed to be the Thursday night Thanksgiving game, but the Ravens had COVID issues, and that didn't happen. After that, the Steelers were showing their ugly side on social media, and I didn't like it. I said, "Oh, ooh, that's not good. That's not good." I didn't like anything they were saying. And then they had their own COVID issues that weekend. And I'm just like, see, see how, see how that can go. Like, do you guys understand that that's how that goes? So then, you know, they were acting an absolute ass over the COVID thing. And then, you know, after that, it was all downhill from there. Injuries and losses. Like, it was all downhill from there for them. They had that run in with the COVID Ravens. Almost lost that game. Tomlin wasn't happy about that. But damn, Tomlin did not know what the next five weeks were going to hold for them. Because they lost to the Washington football team. Lost to Buffalo. They lost to Cincy. And they lost to Cleveland. They lost four of their last five football games to finish their season. They were 11-0. and And that's how they finished the season. Yikes. Yikes! But they ten and zero, eleven and zero. I don't know. I really don't care anymore. But the COVID Ravens exposed them. Washington ended the streak, and then the league just started bullying them. It was just like, yo, look at the TikTok boys. Like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, get them out of here. We not, we not trying to hear nothing they got to say. And you know, December humbled them quickly, and I, I can't even say that they got humbled. Saturday, oh, hold on, before the game, Sunday night, let's, the, the Juju talking about some. it's the Browns, the Browns, it's the Browns, blah, 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 I said, oh, man, let me bookmark this tweet, uh, when they, they tweeted out the quote he gave, I said, oh, let me bookmark this, because this one, this one gonna come back, and it did, yikes, 
You big yikes. What a big scam. What a big scam. So, can't even say they got humbled on Sunday because here come Chase, young Chase Claypool talking. First of all, I didn't know TikTok had live. Nobody, I didn't know that. I, I didn't have no clue, but tick, apparently Chase Claypool was on TikTok live. And he said the Browns are going to get clapped next week. Dog, take your Ellen move. Stop being a clown. Stop being a clown. Like, <clears throat> I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, come on, dog. You lost. Why are you still talking? Just let it go. Like, for real. Like, you did you drop a ball? Did you miss a route? Like, come on, dog. It's just like I don't I don't get these young cats in the league now, dog. They have no like I said no G's, no veteran presence. Like, why are they acting like this? I don't get it. I don't get it. Um Let's see, did I have anything else about the Steelers? Hold on, give me a minute. Let me get my bearings together. Uh I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I don't oh wait. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. So, you know, I watched that game. And everything AB was saying, it, it made a lot of sense about Ben, man. Throwing the ball at the line, you know, receivers running routes and him, something, you know, all the stuff he was talking about on the episode of The Shop. Made a lot of sense. But I told y'all, man, Big Ben at this big at his big age and with that arm, bro, he not built for a 45-yard, I mean, a 45 attempt. Like, he can't throw the ball 45 to 50 times. And win a game with no running game. They couldn't run the ball. Y'all had Big Ben throwing the ball 68 times. And y'all thought y'all was going to win a game like that? No, 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 no. That arm is burning. And then when they got it back to within 11 points, it was fourth and one. They were at midfield. Tomlin punted the ball. I'm like... Go for it. Same thing with Vrabel on Sunday. Why did he? It was fourth and two. Why didn't they go for it? Why didn't they go for it? The Steelers, bro, this is a big comeback. You're trying to get back in the game. You're trying to win the game. Your defense ain't did nothing that should make you be like, all right, we can, we can, we can take one more stand. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. And Nick Chubb showed you that. Took it right to the crib with, with with no problem and ended the game again for the third time. It just it was too much, man. They 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 couldn't get back in the game. They couldn't get back in the game. I just Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. A season that started off great and it's so bad. It is what it is. That's the way the cookie crumbles, man. That is the way the cookie crumbles. Okay, so Wildcard weekend is over. We have now narrowed it narrowed it down to eight teams. Four teams in the AFC. Four teams in the NFC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to divisional round football, man. We have made it. We've made it. We are we are here. Big matchups this weekend too. Big matchups. We got the Packers taking on the Rams. Saturday afternoon at 4.35, we got the Ravens and the Bills as the nightcap Saturday night. And then Sunday, we got the, hold on, is the, oh, let me see, let me see that. Because I don't know what the schedule is on Sunday. I know what the schedule is on Saturday, let's see. 
Let's take a look. Schedule. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, okay, the Browns and Chiefs, they play Sunday at 3.05. And then I guess the Saints and Bucks at a nightcap? Ugh. Okay, I guess. I guess. All right, so let's start with Saturday. Saturday afternoon, man. You already know what time I'm on. It, it, it's go pack, go time. It's go pack, go time. You already know. You already know. It's go pack, go time, man. It, it, it's that time of year. Like, it, it's time to buckle down. It's cold as hell in Lambeau. It's freezing. It's supposed to snow. Like, it's our time. It's going to be a great game, man. We got Devontae. Versus Jalen Ramsey. We got Aaron Donald versus Elton Jenkins and the Packers O line. Like this is gonna be a good game. So here's 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 what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking about this game. We know the Rams defense. We've seen them. We know they can score points. We know they can change the momentum of a game. We know they can get turnovers. We know they can, you know, lock down receivers. But Outside of Jalen Ramsey, okay, I know Darius Williams. You know he makes plays, but they aren't consistent like Jalen. They've been, they've been, they've been handled. They've been treated. I've seen receivers have success on them. So what I think this game comes down to is, let's say Tay doesn't have his normal night. Let's say Jalen is on Tay for most of the game and he shuts him down. Granted, I think that Rogers. You know, I watched him on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. He has. You know, respect for Jalen. He knows Jalen's what he brings to the table. Now, I also think that he doesn't fear him. I think that if Tay gets a split second of openness, he's going to let it go. I don't think we're going to see Jalen completely take away that side of the field because I don't think that Rodgers, he hasn't, I I just don't see him being scared to, to take that risk. I don't. He's taking risks against guys like Richard Sherman. I don't think he's scared of Jalen Ramsey. I don't. But we will see. But let's just say, hypothetically, that does happen in that side of the field. He doesn't really look at Tay that much. Tay's not getting it that much. It's going to come down to guys like MVS and Alan Lazard to make use of their opportunities. But I, and, 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 you know, they're going to have to step up if, if Tay can't go. And get his dirties off like he could, like he should, because Jalen's on him. So that's going to be a factor. Then we're looking at the Packers' run game. Can they run the ball against this Rams defensive line? You got AJ Dillon, Aaron Aaron Jones, and Jamal uh, Williams. It's going to be cold out there, and I know we're going to be running the ball in the trenches. And then it's going to come down: Can the Packers stop Cam Akers? Then you shut Cam Akers down. If you take away the run game. From Jared Goff, who's you know with the broken thumb, and they the the Ram just scored their first offensive touchdown since Week 15 on Saturday. I don't know this Rams offense. They're banged up. Cooper Cup's banged up. They don't really make that much noise. This Packers defense, they've been great this year, especially finishing the season. It's gonna be a great game. It's gonna be a good game. But I'm looking at the weather. Looking at guys, you know, this is a California team. They're not used to what they're about to be experiencing on this weekend. They're not. It's going to be cold, man. This, they said what, it's going to feel like 18 degrees out there. It's going to be like 20-something. With wind gusts up to 40 miles per hour and possible flurries. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Guys don't just adjust well 
you know, especially their first time in Lambeau in January with 8,000 fans now. If the Rams can't put up points on offense because you're not going to come in there and it's not going to be like you're playing the Seahawks. They're not going to win a game with 17 points against the Green Bay Packers. That's not going to happen. And I think if the Packers, Packers score their first two drives, can hold the Rams to nothing or field goals, it's going to be a long night for Jerry Goff and the Rams. Because I don't think that defense, that defense is going to hold. Their defense is going to play. But can they hold long enough? Can they hold Rodgers off long enough for them to win a football game? I, I don't think so. So I'm rolling with the Packers this weekend. I'm rolling with the Packers. It's going to be a good game, though. I'm excited to see Jalen and Devontae, but I think the Packers handle business this weekend in advance of the NFC Championship. Now, the Saturday night game, we're looking at the the Ravens versus the Bills. Supposed to snow in Buffalo this week. Excuse me, in Orchard Park this weekend. Supposed to snow. It's going to be cold. Both teams are used to the cold. We've seen this matchup last year, but this is a different team. Both teams are different, completely different teams. The Ravens aren't the, the same uh Ravens they were last year and the Bills aren't the same Bills that uh, they were last year Do I think that Stephon Gilmore Sorry do I think that Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are going to go out there and Torch the Ravens absolutely not After what I just saw That defense nah Mm -mm. Mm Mm-mm This this, If they can get back there Get physical with Allen Take Diggs out the game the Bills don't really have a running game. That They don't have to worry about that. They don't have to worry about Zach Moss. They just signed Devontae Freeman. They really don't have a run game. And that was my concern about the Bills coming into the playoffs. I spoke about this. Because if they can't air it out against the Ravens and that's secondary, it's going to be a long night for them. I'm rolling with the Ravens once again. And this one might get ugly. I think that Lamar is hot. That Bills defense, mm, I don't know. I don't know. They looked a little shaky. Looked a little shaky on Sunday. Or well, Saturday, man. Wild, Super Wild Card Weekend took a toll on me. There's so many games, such a short span. But I'm rolling with the Ravens. And they're going to the AFC title game. Back to staying on the AFC. We're talking about the Chiefs. Talking about the Browns. Now, I talked about the Browns not finishing and playing all four quarters and letting teams get back into it. I told you guys that Mahomes and them are built to play from behind. But last year, remember when the Ravens took their last week off because they had the number two seed locked up? Took the week off, rested, came back. They rested week 17, had a bye, and then came back. And got punched in the mouth by the Titans. I feel like the the Chiefs haven't played in forever. Mahomes, they didn't. They rested Week Seventeen, had the bye. Now they're coming back and playing a Browns team that's humming. That's a recipe for disaster. And I think the Chiefs are too comfortable. Not cocky. Just comfortable I don't think they're looking at the Browns Like okay the Browns are coming to town We got a strap I don't think they're looking at them like that I think they're too comfortable I think they rested too long I don't think teams should rest Week 17 Especially after what we saw last year And I think that That could happen Again (laughs) I'm rolling with the Browns (laughs) 
I think we get a Browns-Ravens 3, but in the AFC Championship game in Baltimore. I'm rolling with the Browns, man. I, I just don't think that the – if Mahomes throws – don't if, the, if Mahomes throws a pick, man, I don't know. Let him make a mistake. I don't know, man. I don't know. But, like I, but look, the, the margin of error is going to be thin for the Browns. Can't make a mistake. You got to score every drive. Touchdowns, no field goals. You got to put all gas, no break. You guys didn't win anything when you beat the Steelers. Didn't win a damn thing. You got to keep moving. But I'm rolling with the Browns, though. I'm rolling with the Browns. Um, then lastly, man, the look. This is crazy because we know how to we know how the refs are with Brady in the playoffs. They love him, and then we know that the refs they hate the Saints. This is going to be a spontaneous. The, the field might explode. It's going to be a spontaneous combustion, man. This is going to be a crazy one. But the the Saints have had the Bucks number all year, just like the Rams have had the Seahawks number all year. I don't think that changes. I think the Saints win this game. I. I I think the Saints win this game, and I think we're looking at a Saints and Packers NFC title game next week. So I'm rolling with the Packers, the Saints, the Browns, and the Ravens for Divisional Round Weekend. And ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this week. Thank you for tuning in, man. Thank you, guys. Make sure you go to YouTube. Subscribe, man. You got to subscribe and watch the video I dropped this week. And, uh, of course, you know, fresh content every week. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, uh, go to Bonfire, go get you some merch. Uh, thank you guys for the support early in the year. I told you guys I got big things, big things coming. Uh, so just stay tuned. Just keep supporting the boy. I appreciate it, man. And one for the 124th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.